This podcast is published as part of MDA National's suite of digital media resources on things doctors wish they had known about specific medical specialty areas. Doctors for Doctors since 1925, MDA National is a member-owned mutual that exists to support and protect its members and promote good medical practice across Australia. Hello, it's Norman Swan here. Welcome to another podcast where doctors in training share their experiences, tell us what drives them, why they enjoy what they do and what advice they might offer to junior doctors contemplating their career choices and preparing for their training schemes. Rachel Collings, at the time of recording this interview, is a trainee in obstetrics and gynaecology in Victoria. So what made her choose obstetrics? I remember as a medical student actually going to one of our speech nights and we had quite a well-known obstetrician gynaecologist talking at that event and he was talking about the work that he'd done overseas in terms of improving the health of women in third world settings. And I remember leaving that talk and having a bit of mixed emotions actually. I felt initially quite frustrated at the health inequalities that a lot of women um, around the globe do face. But I also left feeling very inspired about the work that he was doing and also about the impact that an obstetrician and gynaecologist can make within the community on multitudes of levels in terms of women's health. So that really was the start of my interest in the specialty. And then I went on to pursue rotations as an intern in the area and completed my diploma in obstetrics and gynaecology as a resident And it was all just a snowball from there. My love for the area and my interest in the specialties has just continued to grow. So the promise is delivered. The promise is delivered. Well, (laughs) you would think so, yes. So I think in terms of obstetrics and gynecology, there's just so many different pathways that you can take. And certainly you can tailor your interests to your career pathway. And certainly for me, My future aims is to take the skills that I've developed through my training to more regional and rural settings in the Australian community. So before you started your ONG training, is there anything now that you wish you'd known then? Um, Certainly I made sure as a junior doctor that I did try to seek out as much experience as I could and as much as advice as I could prior to starting the specialty. I think that it's very important to make sure that you're aware of what the end point is in a specialty. Certainly with obstetrics and gynaecology, there hasn't been any big surprises, but I do have to say that I have come to find getting out of bed at 2am is a little bit harder than I thought that I would find it. But I think that there's certainly ways that you can tailor your career and not having to get out of bed at 2am Every night, I guess. Do you think you've made any mistakes? And I'm not, I'm not fishing for clinical mistakes here, but mm-hmm. any mistakes along the way that are things that you wish you hadn't done? If I could go back and give my more junior self some advice, it would be around what I call the treadmill effect. As a junior doctor, you get onto this treadmill and you set the speed faster, faster, faster as you pile more and more things onto yourself. I think as a junior doctor, you feel that you need to achieve this in order to get to this next step, in order to get to that next job. I mean, I know certainly as a junior doctor, I piled a lot onto myself. And if I could give myself some advice, it would be to just slow the treadmill down a little bit and to enjoy the job as a junior doctor and enjoy being present within that job. It's important to have goals, but it's also important to enjoy what you're doing at the time. Was there any useful advice that somebody gave you early on? 
the most useful advice that I was given is that things will work out. You will get to where you want to be. Sometimes that may not be along the exact pathway that you envision or that you plan. If you're very passionate about achieving something and getting to a certain point, you will find a way to be able to get there. And it did make me feel a little bit more relaxed that, yes, it may not be exactly the way that I envision my pathway to be, but if I want to get somewhere, I will will get there. I mean, one, there are a couple of related issues. One is, you know, really thriving as a person. And I think you indicated that you've just got to be more in the moment. And there's also just getting that work and play balance right. The life doesn't get subsumed. How do you manage all those things? Work-life balance is something that is important for all of us. I've done or have a quite a strong interest in well-being and mentoring within medicine. And so I do put a large focus on making sure that you do try to achieve a certain work-life balance. Certainly as a doctor, as you go through different parts of your career, there are always going to be times that are a little bit more busier than others and you need to just accept that the balance may shift. But I think that it's also important to always make sure that you're reflecting on what you're putting as your priority and reflecting on you know, the situation that you're in at the moment. For me, I place a large priority on obviously family and friends, but also on making sure that I fit in exercise and so have sort of endeavoured to make sure that that is something that I put on as a high priority as well. So I think the biggest thing is making sure that I reflect regularly on, you know, how much I'm taking on and making sure that I'm not over committing myself in work commitments. In fact, obstetrics has got the reputation that you've got no lifestyle just totally takes over your life. Yes, absolutely. And I think within the obstetric profession, there has been a lot of changes within the work environment over the last number of years um, that particularly relates to the importance of work-life balance. So there has been a lot of changes within the setup of a lot of practices And particular to that is group practice work, where you share the on-call, making sure that it doesn't take over your entire existence. And it really is about being able to tailor your pathway to be able to suit what it is that you place the higher importance on. So you take home messages? Advice for junior doctors is that, first of all, make sure that when you get into the profession, you keep your options open. Make sure that you try a different range of rotations. You never know what might be interesting to you that you may not have considered previously. Second of all, as I mentioned about the treadmill effect, make sure that you are setting yourself short, medium, long-term goals, but also making sure that you are reflecting on what you're doing in the moment and making sure that you're enjoying being a junior doctor. And third of all, I'd make a strong suggestion to find a mentor, somebody who's going to be able to help guide you through your time as a junior doctor and make sure that you put the effort into developing that partnership because the outcomes of a strong mentoring partnership really uh, can be huge. Rachel Collins is a trainee in obstetrics and gynaecology in Victoria and in fact has written a book on mentoring, which is another podcast in this series. So if you want to hear more, go back to the website. I'm Norman Swan. Here to support you, visit MDA National's website at mdanational.com.au or call 1-800-011-255 for tailored advice specific to your medico-legal situation, career stage or policy. This podcast has been produced by MDA National to support our doctor members. 
The information provided is based on the personal experiences of the doctor speaker and does not constitute medico-legal advice from or by MDA National.